Welcome back to the Jamil Gabriel Show. I'm your host, Jamil Gabriel. So, we have some stuff to talk about, but first, let us talk about poor, sweet, old AOC's abuela, okay, who is apparently in horrible condition right now. She's living in poverty, and uh, yeah, and it's completely Donald J. Trump's fault, because Donald J. Trump didn't you know, send relief during Hurricane Maria. So let's all help AOC out, okay? I mean, AOC's salary is only $177,000. I mean, she has no bills to pay, no children, and she leased a brand new Tesla. So we we must all pray for her, okay? We must all pray for, pray for Alexandria Ocasio-Smollett. Okay, her sweet grandmother is, you know, in dire straits and, you know, she ends up uh, leasing a brand new Tesla. I I mean, that's, you know, that's not also it, but, you know, she could also take a train to D.C., but when she's caught, she was riding first class on a plane saying that she can improve her speed. By flying on a plane, which, yeah, flying on a plane is true. It does go faster. But did you really need the steak and lobster? Does that really increase your speed? Oh, I I mean, my heart aches for you, AOC. It really does. I know how it's like to lose a grandmother. I, I don't know what it's like to afford a Tesla, a brand new 2021 Tesla, and the premium edition with dual motors, it, I mean, it was, I think it's valued at $90,000, $90,000. And you couldn't afford, you know, like an electric Honda for like 20 grand and, you know, a Prius for like 10, you know, a used Prius for 10 and then sent, you know, the other $80,000 to your sweet grandmother. But no, no, you know, she's she's in dire straits and it's Trump's fault because she didn't he didn't send aid to Puerto Rico back during the hurricane. Oh, my God, my heart aches for you. I I really don't know. Is is it his fault or is it your fault that you're not giving him money? I mean, I, I would like I would like Jeff Bezos to give me money. I mean, if that's cool, Elon Musk should give me money. In fact, he should give me that ninety thousand dollars that you spent to you didn't even buy the car which is even more funny you leased it you leased a car that requires no maintenance they really don't require maintenance in fact for like i think tesla's warranty if you finance it it's like three years you know a certain probably a hundred thousand miles it's a pretty good warranty it's a pretty good warranty but you don't need to do anything there's like Everything's enclosed for a purpose, and that's because Elon Musk doesn't want people effing with it, okay? He wants only his engineers messing with it, so there's really no reason, but, you know, leasing a Tesla is more smarter than, you know, buying a Tesla or financing one. So you lease one to get underpayments, but you can afford it because you have no bills, you literally have no bills. You have no kids. You have no husband. You have no spouse. No, nothing. Okay? You don't have anything to pay for. And I'm pretty sure, you know, 
a congressman, especially in New York, probably gets like incentives like the military does, like his government officials actually, you know, they pay you pretty nice. So they probably gave you like, you know, housing allowance or, you know, something like that. And I'm not saying the military gets paid a lot, but they do get some incentives like housing allowance and, you know, substance allowance. So you literally don't pay for anything on top of your $170,000 salary. But I, I, my heart aches for you, AOC, that your, your grandma's sick and it's Trump's fault. It's Trump's fault. And, and AOC came out of a speech and it just shows how stupid she is. She came out saying that we should get rid of all prisons because prisoners don't, you know, don't need to be in there. It's because they need, we need to build more hospitals and stuff like that. What? A lot of these people have tried that. They went to mental health and all this other stuff and, you know, they just can't be cured. Okay. Not also that, but some of them are repeat offenders. Now, if you really have a problem with it, what I would recommend is, yes, sign up for more mental health and help them out. But some people are just born, you know, evil. <laughs> that's that's how it is. Okay? I, I mean, if it was up to me, I'd put two in their 10 spot. That That's... Some people are just born evil. Okay? They're not going to learn their lesson. They're going to keep repeating it. They're, they're just evil people. And unfortunately, it takes a good guy to stop them. But yes, AOC... You definitely, we definitely need to help your grandmother and <laughs> help you finance, or no, sorry, lease your new Tesla, your 2021 Tesla. I think it's not even the type three model. I think it's like the type S model. It's the dual motor one. I know that it has two motors. So that's, that's the extra 20 grand on top of the freaking, you know, $60,000 price tag. And I know New York City taxes ain't cheap. I know that for a fact. So you're walking out with probably $80,000. It's probably an $80,000 car, minimum. So, but yeah, let's, let's, all, uh, let's all pray for that, okay, guys? Let's all pray. Okay, now let's go to um, Black Lives Matter, okay? I haven't talked about him in a while. Let's 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 have a discussion of Black Lives Matter. So in Denver, and this is pretty pretty close to my home, you know. But in Denver, um, a Black Lives leader, Black Lives Matter leader, had to step down because of this. Check it out. This dude molested sixty-two children. Sixty-two. He had to step down from the school board and he had to step down from Black Lives Matter. 62. 62. 62. You're, 62 people have come out on accusations claiming that he molested uh, him. 62. Now, I, I have defended Trump and, uh, you know, like uh, with the whole, I forgot her name, whatever, the porn star. And we kind of found out it's true because Trump's kind of a playboy. But there's one. And then you have the Brett Kavanaugh who, like, you know, sexually assaulted people or something like that. And there was, like, only one person that said it. And there was, like, more holes in that than Swiss cheese. But when you have 62 people, 62 people, six, uh, 
Six tens plus two people claiming accusations. It's hard to say no that those aren't true. It's it's really hard for me to believe it. Maybe one, two people, like like I said, Rhett Kavanaugh, you know, one person came out, oh, he sexually assaulted me, you know, all this other stuff. And, you know, and we're just like, wait till we get the facts, wait till we get the facts. But when you have 62 people pledging that they, they're filing, you know, they're accusing him of sexually assaulting them, okay, to the point that, you know, he has to resign. He has to step down from the board. He has to resign. This is up in Denver. Actually, from what I read, it's not even in Denver. It's in District 49, which is Falcon, which is really close to my home and really, frankly, pisses me off. But I would like to say it's in Denver because I don't want that disgusting human being around anywhere near me. I don't want him to No, Get him out of here. Okay. If I see him, I mean, God forbid what I do. Okay, but I would like the facts first before I jump to irrational because I am not a Democrat. So I would like to, you know, but if what I remember reading, it was District 49. So that's even closer. That's really close to my home. But let, let's count it as Denver because only Denver would breed something disgusting of a human being to put on this planet. Okay. And I have spoken out that Denver sucks, but let's just say that, okay? Let's say that it's just Denver. But 62 people have um, have come out in accusation that this dude molested. I don't even think Bill Cosby had 62 people come out. I think it was like 13, 14 people. 62. That is 62 lawsuits you're going to have to face, buddy. But hey, you know, you probably, as a Black Lives Matter leader, you know, you probably have like a couple million dollars, just like, you know, the founders, I forgot her name, she had to step down, but she bought three, three million dollar homes. So maybe you have a couple million dollars and you could fight the cases, but it's really hard for me to convince when you have 62 people telling, okay, if you're the only person saying something different and 62 people say that, you know, you're wrong. I'm more inclined to believe the 62 people unless you have like facts. Okay. I mean, Galileo, he had the world against him and he's like, no, the earth isn't or the earth isn't the center of the universe. The earth is round. And um, yeah. So and people threw him in jail because he was right. But he had evidence. He built a telescope. Right. He knew he was like, yeah, we are not the center of the universe. The sun is the center of the galaxy. Actually, not even galaxy, solar system. The sun is solar system. Sorry. I haven't really studied astronomy, as you can tell, but I can tell you that this Earth is not the center of the universe. And unfortunately, LA went to jail for it, but he did come out and now people agree with him. And he's one of the greatest scientific minds. He's probably my favorite scientific mind, in all honesty. But I digress, okay? I don't see this Black Lives Matter leader being Galileo, all right? I don't think he's ever going to be Galileo because Galileo had facts. This dude does not. Unless he can prove that 62 people are just straight up lying about him. And he's not like running for president. You know, you could also justify this and be like, 
well, you know, he's getting a position of power. People want to knock him out of power, yada, yada, yada. No, this dude was on a school board, okay? That's not, that's not like a high position of authority, all right? I mean, maybe president, yeah, I could, 62 people, sure, yeah. I mean, that can make sense if you're high or if you're drunk enough. But if you're part of a school board where no one know, knows you, no one knows you even exist, I don't even remember the dude's name. I'm going to have to look it up later to, you know, remind myself of the dude's name. But, yeah, 62 people coming out and saying that they sec you they were sexually assaulted by you. I, I mean, it, it's just, it is the dumbest thing like in the world. And you know, there I I watched Trump's speech last night. It's pretty much the same thing what he usually says, you know, blame Democrats, blame this and all this other stuff. I mean, it's all true. Gas prices are increasing $4, but someone came out and told me, "Hey, how is it Biden's fault? It was the hack." What? The gas prices were increasing within the first 30 days of Biden's inauguration. What are you talking about? It's not Biden's fault. It's because we went back to depending on foreign oils. We went back to talking to his buddies, Iran and Saudi Arabia and all that other stuff. That's why gas prices are increasing. The 5% increase in inflation is not because of Trump. It's because of Biden. Biden increased the stimulus package at $6 trillion. If, <coughs> excuse me, if we were to give every single American $330 million, um, $1,400, which is what the stimulus package was, $1,400. That would equate to $685 million, or billion. So where did the other $5.3 trillion go? It went to Biden's buddies. Okay. You, you're not going to argue with me, okay? Come out and realize the truth. Your president is a crappy human being. He is a crappy politician. He is one of the worst. He was worse than any president in my lifetime, and he is ruining this country. He is running it into a cement wall, okay? Just accept that fact. Just accept you messed up. Accept that you are losing, okay? It's, you know, so that's, that's all I have to say. All right. I'm done arguing this, and, but I'm go going to continue to argue it later on. Every time someone tells me about it, I'm going to bring it up on the podcast. And then you guys are going to listen and be like, gosh, he says the same thing over and over again. But I want it to be drilled because 2022 is just around the corner. And I want you guys to vote for the logical person. I want you to vote for who you think is going to be best, but I want you to vote for the logical person. I want you to take into account every single aspect of a person when they're running, okay? I don't want you to go, oh, he's a Republican, he's a Democrat, sign. No, I don't want that. What I want to see is you taking your time, doing the research, and then voting based on what you believe in, okay? They are here to represent you. They are here to work for you. They are not here to work for themselves. They are here to work for you. 
They should be listening to every single person and being like, okay, so when they go to D.C. and talk and debate on the floor, they say, yeah, well, these are what my people believe in, okay? Not to fill their own pockets. So that's why I do this. That's why I'm only doing it like once a week now because it's too much to just, you know, keep talking about politics. So that's why I sum up everything all in all. Now, I'm going to change the subject real quick, and you could just skip this this portion, but I'm going to talk about Floyd Mayweather versus Logan Paulson or whatever his name is. Everyone's going like, oh, this is going to be the biggest fight of the century. Come on, guys. Logan Paulson is a YouTuber. Floyd Mayweather is a professional boxer. He's a douchebag, sure, but he is a professional boxer, Okay. He's going to entertain people. He's probably going to run him around for three rounds and then knock him out. And you're not going to, you're not going to claim, you know, Logan Paulson's going to be good. But do you know why this is happening? It's because boxing is dead. Ever since the mid-2000s when all the greats pretty much retired, Mike Tyson, Evander Holyfield, um, Bernard Hopkins, Roy Jones Jr., uh, what's his name? I could picture him. He bald. Um, he fought Muhammad Ali. He essentially retired in mid two thousand, but he actually retired in the mid nineties or came back at like forty. And he, yeah. Anyway, th- those all those are all the greats. They they retired and they were getting old. They they made the fighting fun. I you did have like little spurts of good fights. You had Manny Pacquiao. Um. But that that's about it. I mean, no no one cared anymore. Oscar De La Hoya retired mid-2000s. Actually, more like late 2000s. But all those fights, you know, they're, they're, they're kind of done. Boxing's dead. It's been dead. Okay? And do you know what Logan Paulson has? 10 million subscribers. Do you know what boxing wants? Those 10 million subscribers. So that's why they're doing this fight. That's why. They're going to do this fight because Logan Paulson has 10 million subscribers and they want a younger generation to view boxing. And they want people to fight it. So whether or not he wins or loses tomorrow, it's they both make out. I mean, I think prior to the fight, Floyd Mayweather made $30 million and like just the fight alone, um, Logan Paulson is making like two hundred fifty thousand dollars. It's more than I have. I'll give you that much. Okay. Hell, if you if you want if you want something fun and you know I'll get someone getting punched in the face numerous times, dude, I will fight Mike Tyson for thirty million dollars. One hundred percent, I will do that. Now, before I go off, I, I want to talk about D Day. I want to talk a little bit about D-Day, okay? D-Day was today. It happened 78 years ago, maybe 77. I think 78. 78 years ago was D-Day, okay? And if you don't know what D-Day is, it's the Allied Invasion of Normandy. So I'm going to talk a little bit about this. So what happened was they needed to take France. Um, There was really only one way to get to France. They had to storm the beaches in Normandy, okay? However, Erwin Rommel 
was a badass, all right? He's one of the greatest generals in the world, in history. And he was, and Hitler probably would have won the war in Europe if it wasn't for, you know, killing off Rommel. If he listened to Rommel, they probably would have won. I mean, Rommel was that good of a general. He, he was insanely good. And he fortified the beaches of Normandy because he knew an Allied invasion was going to happen. He knew it. Now, they had to take France, okay? Because for some reason, France is always like the center point of every war. It's always been the center point of like every war or recent war since the Revolution, uh, American Revolution. They needed France, which is why the Founding Fathers literally wrote the Declaration of Independence. They were pretty much cornered. And uh, it was a desperation. And France was like, well, we're not going to spend money if you don't really want to go full force at the British. If this is just a skirmish, then we're done. We're not, we're not going to help you. So the Founding Fathers drafted the Declaration of Independence pretty much saying, hey, look, we are dead serious about this. We want to secede from british rule and france was like okay fine but not really what really ended up happening was a lot of generals wanted the glory so they kind of went on their own because they're like well if i beat the british then i'm going to you know i'm going to come back to france as a hero that you know i'm gonna be like yeah i beat the british so a lot of generals a lot of french generals which isn't even talked about in history came to the united states solely because they wanted the fame and glory that was it they were like well this ragtag group of people i'm gonna train them and we're gonna kick ass and that'll be it right and britain will cower in fear and i'll be proclaimed the hero and you know blah 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 so that's why a lot of generals went there only a few were, you know, actually serious, but a lot of generals were just like, I just want to beat the British and that stuff. But anyway, in World War II, they needed to take France. They, they had to take France. Um, that's why Germany took it first. Um, Germany tried taking France in World War I. The problem was they invaded Belgium instead of going around, which, you know, was too quick. Because of the Schlieffenhof plan, they were going to go to... They had to take France first and then focus their powers on the on the Eastern Front, which is Russia. Unfortunately, Russia pretty much mobilized way quicker than anyone anticipated. So uh, Germany pretty much lost from the get-go. And once they invaded Belgium, that brought Britain in. And with Britain in, uh, involved, America came in. And so on and so forth. And that's, yeah, they were pretty much overrun. So Hitler decided to take France, and he did it very quickly after Poland. During invasion of Poland, he turned his sights to France, took it over, I think, within like two days or something like that. It was like a really short amount of time. It took three months to take Poland, and it took him like a couple weeks to take France. Which is why France gets their bad rap of like, they're a bunch of sissies, they're a bunch of wussies. It's because of Hitler's invasion of France. Well, Rommel fortified the Normandy Beach, okay, or Omaha Beach. So when uh, the Allies came in, they had to, you know, work under secrecy. They had to, you know, it was amazing. If you look up the logistics of sending, you know, 100,000 troops down there, it was insane, all right? So 
at like six in the morning uh, today, 78 years ago, the Allies landed. Now, they were they were screwed. I mean, like the generals knew the generals knew that Rommel fortified that beach to all to hell. And it, it's going to have a lot and a lot of casualties. OK, so. They pretty much did the war of attrition. I mean, the Allies just sent as many troops as possible. And the reason I'm getting to this story on why Normandy is important, because I want to show you how different the world is now versus what it was. All right. When you had people fighting like that, all right, they were fighting. Now, you got to realize America. Yeah, they were invaded by Japan, but. They believed that, you know, they were fighting for a different cause. Now, if you nowadays, if you were to tell me, hey, we're going to have to liberate France, a lot of people will tell you, no, we're not going to do that. But these guys were brave enough to go out there knowing full well that most of them were going to die. They knew that. They knew that it was heavily fortified. They were told that. And a lot of people were crying. You know, they were cowering in fear. But they still did it. And they did it. Because they believed in a brighter future. And you got to take time to just thank the people like that. All right. Thank them in your head. Say a prayer for them. You know, do what, what you want. But you got to realize how, what that must have been like to, to land on that beach with heavy, heavy gunfire. You know, just destroying everything. So... I just leave you off with that, all right? Leave you off with that. And now someone commented, all right? They they sent a picture to me and it was Mount Rushmore and then they crossed it out and they uh they put up pictures of four native Americans, uh Sitting Bull, um I don't remember the rest. So there are four Native Americans, prominent Native Americans. And I said, how is that? How are those the founders? And they're like, well, you know, it's like, I don't see your point here. Go ahead. Tell me your point. I was like, those aren't the founders of a nation. They're like, well, the, you know, this land wasn't founded by the founding fathers either. And I was like, first off, Mount Rushmore only contains of what is considered two of the founding fathers. And if you want to be specific and go, these aren't the founding fathers, and you put Sitting Bull, who was born in 1822, you know, like 50 years after the Declaration of Independence was signed, it, it just doesn't make sense to me, all right? If you want to claim that the Native Americans were the founders of this country, like a lot of liberals do, then go back to the first people that entered America through the Bering Strait. So, and I'll even give it to you. Choose the Native Americans that were here before Leif Erikson. A day before Leif Erikson. I'll take that. But don't claim that someone born in 1822 is, you know, the founding fathers. What? Makes no sense. And if you really want to get technical... You just put pictures of T-Rexes because T-Rexes were really the original Native Americans. They were native to this country when Pangaea split. Yeah, T-Rexes are were 
pretty much born and raised here in the United States. It wasn't called the United States at the time. America didn't exist because America was named after the cartographer that made the maps. But yeah, it was a T it was the T-Rex. So put those four faces on there. But yeah, it's ridiculous to claim that like Sitting Bull and all these guys that were prominent Native Americans born in like the mid to late 1800s were, you know, the founding fathers. What? Because they they lived here longer. They didn't live when George Washington was dead way, way before Sitting Bull even existed. Leif Erikson, you know, actually invaded this country. Or, you know, actually step foot on it first. And he was dead way, way before Sitting Bull was even born. So if you're going to teach people about, well, Native Americans were here. This was the Native Americans property. No, it was technically the T-Rex's property. Okay. And then they got killed. And then Americans crossed the bear or uh, foreigners crossed the Bering Strait and landed in the United States. During the Ice Age. That's so... Yeah. Anyway, that's it for this episode. Thanks for listening. I'm Jamil Gabriel, and I'm signing off.